This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. You wouldn't go into a football game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate is no different. We will provide you with the information that will help you make that well-prepared game plan so that you will be a winner in the real estate game. And today I have a couple of winners with me that are going to describe the real estate market to us. We're even going to talk about something that they have a little expertise in, and I have none, so I'm going to ask a ton of questions, and that's on Airbnbs. So uh, I want to introduce Cam Wade and Darren Wade. Thank you for having us, Don. Same last name. You must be related somehow. Uh, almost. <laughs> I picked her up at Starbucks on the way here. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, for our listeners, yes, they are married. <laughs> but I, I've got to tell you how um, I met Darren a long time ago. Uh, we had a transaction going on, and I was impressed by him. So I thought you know what, he, he'd make a good person on our uh, scholarship committee down at the Association of Realtors. So I asked him if he would be a committee member, and he said, sure. Well, then one day, just before the meeting, he calls up, and he, he, I could see this or hear this nervousness in his voice, and he goes, um, is, is it all right if I bring somebody? I, I, I just met her probably at Starbucks. That's what you <laughs> met years ago. <laughs> and... Um, you you brought Cam Singh to uh-huh. to the uh, meeting and man you were like a little boy you were <laughs> smiling ear to ear and you were so proud and now Cam is on our MLS committee I mean you have just moved up the ranks and done a really good job um, next year you're going to be a director in training for the California Association of Realtors. I am. And poor thing, your mentor is Don, Don Scordino. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Speaking of learning and mentors, um, I understand you guys went to Sunnyside High School and had a special mentor. We did. We did. Yes. Ta- could one of you tell us about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, the late, great Mr. Lyles. Um, when we started there, when I started there back in 99 or 2000 or so, um, I believe he was just uh, maybe a faculty member at that time. Um, Cam um, came to the high school in 2002 or 2000, yeah, 2003. Yeah. 2001, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you married a younger girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 just by a few years. <laughs> um, but we, So we've known him since around 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gotten closer to him over the last, uh, I would say, five or six years um, um, as we became um, part of the Alumni Association, mm-hmm. um, and um, which he had the, the great idea that he wanted to start an association, you know, to give everybody um, uh, that has graduated over the 15 or 20 years now 
um, something to come back to, something to look forward to, a way to give back to the school and the students that are there and things like that. Um, so we got really close with him through those meetings, through um, being at the graduations. We were at the last five graduations, except for last year, um, on stage with him and all of the other uh, faculty and things. And um, uh, we helped orchestrate um, the Sunnyside Summer Sizzle, which we had for the last three years, except for this last year, of course. Um, so and we those were his closely. those were his babies. Those events were his babies and a way to give back to the students. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Students, uh, alumni, uh, the parent booster club mm -hmm. um, and the Sunnyside community. We hosted those at Sunnyside Country Club. And yeah, he I mean, brilliant guy. Great guy. Um, great at thinking on his feet, um, solving problems, um, encouraging you to, you know, do it. Let's figure it out. Let's go for it. Um, yeah, very, very, very special guy to us. Yeah, there was not an idea that was too wild for him. If we brought an idea to him, like, hey, Mr. Lyles, we should do this, you know? Okay, what do, what do you need from me? What, what, how can I help you and make this happen? Um, he was always on board. Um, all, uh, just so inspiring. Um, it's probably one of, it, you know, if you ask the students that have graduated from there, Mr. L even though he may have not have been a direct teacher, um, he made an impact in some type of way um, and brought all of the students together. Well, and that's what I've heard from many people is <clears throat> right. the word impact. Right. Mm -hmm. He impacted their lives. Yeah. And by the way, for our listeners, the re reason I'm bringing this up, mm -hmm. the name Lyles is big in, in real estate because uh, his brother, Ron, is a realtor. Uh, his sister-in-law is an escrow officer. Uh, his niece is a loan officer in the business. So the name Lyles is, is around. Right. Uh, Ron. Ron Lyles? Never heard of him. <laughs> 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 I'm teasing, I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. You got a good sense of humor because I told you Ron Lyles was going to be listening I today. I know, I know. I get it from you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, I mean, that's great that, you know, this impact. Mm -hmm. And so how? what would you say is an impact that he made on you that helps you in today's life? Um, I think that... For me personally, just giving back to the community and um, every person that come, we, you know, we can live life and, and when we pass people, you know, they'll, they'll remember how we made them feel. And I think that when Mr. Lyles passed, like we, everyone remembered how he made them feel and it was always like a good feeling and, um, so and that's powerful you know if pe if people remember that when you're gone and mm -hmm. so for me it was I, what i learned from him is always make an impact on the person that you're talking to so they have a good feeling walking away from that conversation mm -hmm. great mm -hmm. and um mine I, I love how willing he was to to try new things right you'll see all kind of pictures and videos of him uh, dressing up in all these random uh, costumes and characters um, because that's what the student body or they wanted him to do um, at rallies and things like that. So he would always dress up, you know, he would be in spirit all the time um, mm -hmm. with, with everything that he did. Um, and he got me over my fear. I still hate talking in front of a lot of people, but as I mentioned, we were um, on stage at a Save Mart Center for four, uh, four or five years, um, and I spoke in front of the whole Save Mart Center, um, and he gave me that opportunity 
um, to, to get out of that comfort zone, to talk in front of the whole Save Mart Center during a graduation, you know, for a minute or two, um, talking to the students, but, you know, everybody's sitting there watching. So that was just um, very impactful for me. And I remember that all the time when I'm about to talk to two or three people or, you know, ten people mm -hmm. that I spoke in front of a whole Save Mart Center because of Mr. Lyles. Wow. And that public speaking, I understand you took some classes on that, too. I did. I did, yes. I, I gave a presentation earlier this week to a group, and um, I told them, and, and probably none of them believed me, but it was only about 15 years ago that I was afraid to stand up at our MLS meetings in a group of 50 people. I was afraid I'd get butterflies in my stomach before I would stand up to give a 30-second plug on one of my listings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I could take on the Save Mart Center. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> All right. Let's um, talk about the market. I, a couple of questions here. Um, sales are actually down for the first 10 months of 2020 for the same period of time in tw uh, 2019. Wow. First 10 months. Now it's barely down. It's 3%. That could be a margin of error. Mm -hmm. It could be just a fluctuation, but we've had a lot happen in 2020. So what are your opinions? Uh, and to put it in perspective, in 2019, we had 8,800 and ah, here it is, 8,834 sales. This year, we have 8,538 for the first 10 months. So down about 300. Yeah, yeah. How come? Well, I believe that 300 obviously came from, or that, that missing piece <laughs> came from around when shelter-in-place happened, um, when there were less showings, less people putting the homes on the market, um, and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I believe that's where it happened. Um, I, it will probably um, exceed that by the end of the year. You know, we have a, about a month left or so, so anything that goes into contract over the next um, week or so will have a, a decent chance of closing before the end of the year, um, you know, as you may know, may or may not know that processing times are a little bit longer um, on, you know, all sides. Um, but I think that's where that came from, children place. Yeah. And then after, um, man, we really seen an explosion in our business and our listings um, around July or so, July, August, September, October. Um, we started to see people get more comfortable and more confident um, in their buying, buying ability and to sell their home at mm -hmm. that time. So it seemed like um, the market's really risen at it, that time. And later in the show, we're going to talk about that, that buying ability or purchasing power. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm going to be asking you, where, where have all these buyers come from? Mm -hmm. But uh, before we go to commercial break, Cam, what's your take on why, why are we down 3%? I would agree with Darren. A lack of inventory uh, pro probably has also to add to what he said, but he hit the major points, you know, that shelter in place had an effect at that time. So, mm -hmm. Here's a mind-blowing thought for you. It kind of, and so if it was uh, Mr. Lyles that was the teacher, he might even say, Don, that's not too wild. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so of those 8,500 sales, Let's put that into how many offers were made this year. Oh, wow. Uh, you're probably going to be around thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. Because think about it. One house goes on the market. Mm -hmm. One buyer gets it, but there were nine offers, oh, 10 man. offers on it. Yeah. Okay, that's nine people that didn't get it. Yes. 
Yeah. So we're uh, seeing that a lot, lot more. Yeah. Ooh. It's yeah. been happening over the last couple of years, but a lot more. Yeah, we've heard of one home having 30-something, 40-something offers on it. Uh, yeah, 60 showings, 30 offers. Boy, I hope they did that electronically. <laughs> you didn't have to cut down four trees just for the paper. I know. <laughs> All right, with that, we are going to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, I have Darren Wade, who's dancing away here, and his wife, Cam Wade, and business partner. Mm -hmm. Um, The two of you have a real estate group called? Strive Real Estate Group. Strive. Mm -hmm. All right. How'd you get that name? We're always striving for greatness. (laughs) We're striving to be better. (laughs) Strive. It's a progressive word. And so we like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of progressive, our market is actually progressing along quite well. So here mm-hmm. in the first segment, I mentioned that we were down 3%, but I don't think down is a proper word for our current market. Mm-hmm. Up mm-hmm. is a is a good word for it. Yes. So one thing that has grown is the median sales price. So for the first 10 months of 2019, the median sales price in Fresno County was $275,000. For the first 10 months of 2020, that's up 11% to Mm $305,000. But I I do want to say, I'm going to make a comment, then I would like to get your comments on this. A buyer who says, oh man, I... 305,000 prices are up. I can't afford it. The buying ability is way up. Yes. Even more than that because interest rates are down. So at the beginning of 2019, the interest rates were right about 5%. Of course, now they're about half that mm-hmm. 2.5 to, you know, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there yeah. mm-hmm. Do you realize? That gives a buyer $100,000 more purchasing power just because of the lower interest rate. So that person who could afford two seventy-five dollars in the beginning of 2019 can now afford three seventy-five, dollars well above the median. Mm-hmm. So your comments. Um, so just to go the average media, um, average price in Fresno, I think um, what I'm seeing personally with buyers is because the interest rates are so low and they and it's very competitive out there, um, they are getting competitive on their offers as well. So um, some buyers are willing to pay um, you know above appraised value to get into a home just so that they can take advantage of the low interest rates. Mm-hmm. By the way, quick interruption. Uh, <clears throat> just got a text from Ron Lyles. Oh, Ron, we love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's saying, awesome. Thanks. Um, please let Darren and Cam know Tim was proud of your successes. So thanks to all of you. Thank you, Ron. And that included Thank me you, too, right, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lyles. Mm-hmm. Love you. All right. Um, okay. So back to... Um, uh, 
the stat. So the purchasing power is so much more. And here's a thought for you. This is thinking outside the box too. You might think, well, right now my rent is uh, $1,500 a month mm -hmm. and my payment is $1,500 a month. Eh, it's, it's about the same, right? And, uh, but let's go to the year 3035, mm -hmm. not 30. 2035. <laughs> I, I, I better not think that far out of the box. <laughs> yeah. 2035, your mortgage payment is still 1500 a month. Mm -hmm. But what is rent going to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be, yeah, who knows? Who right. knows at that point in time? But it would more than likely be higher than, much higher than that $1,500 mm -hmm. yeah. a month. And what are interest rates going to be in 2035? I mean, Harry, you may be sitting on a 2.5% loan. Mm-hmm. And um, interest rates are 12 again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My first house, I paid 12.5% interest. Wow. <laughs> and, and speaking of teachers, my college professor in real estate finance showed some big mathematical formula as to why interest rates would never fall below 12 again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and can you believe he gave me a C minus in that oh, class? Oh, uh, he knows nothing. Obviously, it shows why the school system is broken. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. Um, so here, here's another very interesting statistic, and let me get your comment on this, because mm -hmm. I remember a very good client of mine. Ah, it was my uncle who was saying, oh, no, 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 That this is how you price things. Mm. Always price it higher because you can always <laughs> come down. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2019, 68% of the listings sold in the first 30 days. Mm. This year, that number has changed to 68%. Wow. So, you know, they are selling much faster this mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. Even All with the increasing prices. Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So how would you advise somebody to price their home? That, let, let's say you said, well, you know, I believe the value of it is 300000 mm -hmm. You'll probably mm -hmm. will find a buyer at 300000 What do you do? Price it at three twenty-five, hoping to get three hundred. dollars yeah, nowadays, um, and this conversation has changed. So, so I talk for the listings, and as Cam does all the buyers, and I do the listings. Um, over the last four months, my conversation with sellers has changed. Hmm. Um, if a home on paper um, shows that the home is worth $300,000 because the history, right, is based off of comparable sales that have already sold, for the most part, the sale listings have the strongest um, weight, and then the active and then the pending. Um, I've been telling sellers that let the market dictate what your home is going to be worth, right? I'm comfortable listing it at what the paper says, what history says, um, the recent comparable sales of $300,000. We can push that up to three ten. you know, a percentage, maybe um, 2 or 3% higher than what, what it says shows on paper. Um, and then you still may get offers above that. And I only recommend that because appraisals have also be coming in higher as well, right? Prior to these four months, last four months, um, I wouldn't recommend a seller 
overlist their pro- overlist their property because then they risk um, it sitting on the market for a long period of time. Um, but right now, with the demand that's going on, um, I'm okay with listing homes a little bit higher than um, what the previous sold listings had sold for. And then I even go even go deeper than that. I look at what has sold um, uh, after shelter in place. Right. I would say the first month or so of shelter in place, things may have changed and went down. But then after that, things have started going up. So I start to I pay attention to the homes that close the the most soonest or most recent to when we're going to put the home on the market. I've done that, too. So let, let's say I was pricing a home in the month of August. Normally, I would go back three or four months mm-hmm. to try to find sales. Yes. But that puts me around March. Yes. And, and it it's like, ah, that, yeah, that wasn't really a good, reliable indicator of the market. Correct. So I might only go back to June 1st, mm-hmm. and here we are in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that. I don't go back past yeah. the yeah past shelter-in-place era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, not at all. It, and pricing it properly is still important because, yes. you know, here I'm talking 70-something percent selling the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um 12% take more than 120 days. Was that in 2019 or 2020? Uh, yeah, that was 2019. 19. But it didn't change much this year. It's, yeah. it's 10%. Oh, okay. Huh. So, um, though, but I'm going to guess those are the ones that say you have to have a 24-hour notice. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Some type of hurdle, yeah. When, when sellers put hurdles um, for buyers to see a property, then it does, mm-hmm. it, it seems to take a little bit longer. Um, I was working with a buyer last night and he said, you know, we want to, you sent us some listings and we want to go look at this one, this one, this one. Uh, Do you know, I could only set up half of them for today's showing Mm -hmm. because of those hurdles that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One had a 48 hour notice in there. Wow. Now there's some motivation on that seller's part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? And I, I've been uh, a couple of quick examples. Um, I've been really shocked in this market. Um, I have a a property that's pending right now. Um, Tenant in place, tenant in place until November um, 2021. And we're seeing a lot of um, tenant in place homes being sold nowadays Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, the COVID reasons and uh, tenants not being able to get them out. Um, no, no viewings. So what I did was I took a virtual tour, um, a virtual tour video. So that way any buyer can, you know, walk through the home virtually and see the home that way. Um, and I, I listed the home, priced the home as if it was going to be for owner occupied buyer. As we know, being in the business, usually um, investment properties usually sell for less because they're more focused on the number. Owner occupied homes sell for more. When a buyer can buy the home and, and occupy it, they usually sell for more because Obviously, it has more value to a buyer. Um, I listed it on the the higher end of what I would think an appraisal would pay for, yet, and so I had those two hurdles: so high price, higher price than what I expected, and um, and no showings. Just look at the virtual tour, submit an offer prior to um, seeing the property, and I received an offer, I believe, it was seven or ten days on the market, which is pretty fast for that type of home, which would have taken a lot longer. Um, yeah, I got a actually two thousand dollars over. Um, list price on that property, and we should be closing here. I believe this coming week on mm-hmm. that property. Yep. Entry, and that's the one where it's tenant occupied. Yep. Lease and lease until t- uh, November 2021. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we listed um, for the for pricing of when I was doing my comps, we listed yeah. it for what owner occupied homes was selling for. Yeah. All right. 
And so that, that really, that, that blew my mind. So we're going to talk in the next segment about um, investors and maybe why they should, they might consider turning an investment home into an Airbnb as the two of you have done on one. Yes. So when we get back from our first, our next commercial break, just stay tuned. Welcome home radio, 940 ESPN. It's- Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Cam Wade and Darren Wade, realtors with Keller Williams Fresno and owners of the Strive team. Yes. And um, how many people do you have on your team? Seven. Yeah, seven at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, you have, <laughs> you assign jobs to them and... Yes, 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 yes. So, so we specialize. Sorry, six, six at the moment. We're doing some um, some adjustments now. Um, two admin, four uh, strong core agents, and um, yeah. So, uh, transaction coordinator, listing coordinator are newer to the team, and then the executive assistant, um, which is an admin um, for for the whole team, does a little bit of everything. Um, and then I do the listings on the team. Cam's the lead buyer's agent, and then we have Heather. Uh, Lee and Charles Ratanavan, which are strong buyers agents on our team as well, and mm-hmm. have been with us since the beginning of um, the creation of Star Real Estate Group. Yep. Okay, yep. but the two of you own some rental properties too. We do. So, mm-hmm. um, do you two manage that yourself? Uh, currently, we do. Uh, we manage those on our own, and we have it's it's we have. It's small enough right now where we can manage it on our own, but we see it becoming bigger where we would have to hire someone um, here in the near future. Mm-hmm. And then we also have an Airbnb that we manage um, on our own as well. Cam manages it. Don't let her say we. She <laughs> <laughs> She's a badass. She gets all the credit. Yeah, yeah, she gets oh, all the credit. Man, you are that. a good husband. <laughs> you know or at least a smart husband. A smart husband. A smart husband. All right. Um all right, so I have questions on the Airbnb. Okay. How does it work? So pretty much you, um, it's kind of like rent a, a hotel, um, except we just provide a much better experience, like a homey experience. Um, so the guests are able, are able to go onto the website, um, see if there's any openings available, um, and make reservations on the Airbnb website. And then they, you know, check in and check out just as they would at, if they were staying at a hotel. So do you have to be there to check them in? Uh, Good question. Uh, There are some uh, hosts that do have to be there, but we have set it up where we don't, and we have um, a code that they could use to get into the home. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Now, um, I take it uh, there's – what's the longest somebody can let the place for? So as long as... I remember as, that word from the real estate uh, exam, uh, let, let, as opposed to lease or rent. Yeah. So they can stay there as long as they want. Um, our longest uh, reservation was six weeks, and it was firefighters that were in town um, for the... Uh, they were in the fire academy. Mm-hmm. So they were there for about six weeks. Um, I do have friends that have travel nurses that stay at their Airbnbs, and they're there for three, four, five months at a time so is this a single family residence that you 
uh, rent out? It is. So we purchased our first home in 2014. We purchased it at a good in a good market, and, and instead of renting it out to a tenant, um, we ended up just rent, um, putting it up on Airbnb. Because um, the returns were a lot better than um, renting it out to a tenant. Yes. So, okay, the returns are better, and that's because short-term, I guess, you can get more than you can for a long-term person. Correct. It, exactly. But it's got to be more work. It is. It, 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 <laughs> I, I'll hear her talk. It <laughs> is, but... Since she's doing the work. Since she <laughs> yeah. It is, but we have a really good support team. Um, um, I think that in order for an Airbnb business to go well, or I should say short-term rental, because there are other um, platforms where people do put their homes up for rent, like VRBO. Um, but if you have a good support team and a good uh, cleaning team, um, you don't. I don't have to be there all of the time. Um, and technology right now is so great that even communicating with guests, that can be done automatically or through different systems. So I don't have to be on my phone all day just, you know, replying back to messages or or trying to solve problems when there's a plumbing issue in the bathroom. You know, I have there's systems in place for so that I don't have to have to do that all the time. Okay, this might be a tough question, but <laughs> let's take a a home that rents for $1500 a month mm-hmm. on a regular one-year lease. Yes. What kind of extra return can you get? Good question. And I, I'll be as, as transparent as possible. And if anyone has questions, they can always reach out. But um, in the summer months, we do have a pool. So a shelter in place may have played a part in this. But in the summer months, we netted double or maybe even double and a half than we would have. Um, well, actually, let me. Let me rephrase that. So our cash flow, if we rented it out, would have probably been to a long-term tenant would have probably been two two hundred and fifty dollars. And our cash flow a month with Airbnb um, in the summer months was probably about two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's not total revenue brought in. That's your cash flow. That's my cash flow. Okay. Yeah. After expenses, after paying. The mortgage. So, without being ex- exact or anything, you made about an extra two thousand dollars a month. It, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so it's worth the management. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> worth the management that she does. <laughs> that she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to be security sometimes, oh. <laughs> and that's a whole other story. Yeah. Being security. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about problem. Are there any additional problems to an Airbnb? Yes. Sometimes we get guests that don't follow the rules, so we have very like what rules? Uh, maybe throwing a party. Uh, right when shelter in place hit, we had a guest that threw a house party. Uh, it, the inv- invite was circulating on social media, <laughs> and we did not know that. Um, uh, but our neighbors ended up calling us and saying, hey, they're throwing a party at your house. And so we went there and knocked on the door and asked them to leave. And, of course, there was about 30 people that walked out of the, the, <laughs> the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, yeah. it was a group from Sacramento, right? Uh, <laughs> we won't go into details. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. so that would be part of it. Um, yep. What, how about if um, somebody needs that? 
okay, they, they rent it from you, uh, and they're going to be out by November 30th. Yes. But now they need to be there until December 3rd. But you've already got somebody December 1st. Right. And they don't leave. And, and that and it sounds trivial, but that happens a lot with regular rentals. It mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had that. We haven't had that problem Um personally um but in the case that that does happen you you airbnb does support you in calling law enforcement and having them having the guests removed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm going to assume that this is not this doesn't fall under normal landlord tenant laws um Correct. How, uh, however, in your rules, you do have to state that um, you are not allowed to have mail delivered to the property and you cannot have packages delivered to the property. If the guest does do that, that's a violation. And the reason we don't want them to do that is because we don't want them to establish residency. So that mm. um, is how we kind of get around, you know, that. How do how do the neighbors like this? Because you got different people coming and going. That's a good question. So before we started the air uh, the short term rental, we knocked on the doors of our neighbors that two or three neighbors on the side of us and across the street, and just let them know that hey, you know we are that you know that was our home for five years. So we um, it, it was an attachment, an emotional attachment for us. So we went around and said, you know, we're turning this into a short-term rental. And if there's any problems that arise, we want you to let us know. Here's our cell phone number. Um, we want this to be a comfortable and, and safe business that we're running. And we want you to be safe um, and comfortable with it as well. And they were very receiving of that. Um, we didn't, um, the only time we got a complaint from our neighbor was when that one party was thrown. And mm-hmm. we immediately, um, you know, made sure that that didn't happen again, or did our best to make sure that didn't happen again. And I think they appreciated that. Yeah, we have some really, really good neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> So that reminds me of the time when uh, my son turned 21 and <laughs> I had gone back to Washington, D.C. Uh, f- uh, for the National Association of Realtors. And my son said, well, can I have a few friends over, you know, w- while you're gone? I said, yeah, if it turns into a party, you better go talk to the neighbors. We had such good neighbors. I tried to get information. It, oh, when I got home. I knew something was up. Mm. That home was spotless. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the doing of my son. <laughs> I hired cleaners and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I went and talked to the neighbor, and he just shook his head. He goes, you got a nice son. Aww. That's all he said. Then I went and looked at the recycle bin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a telltale story. Recycle bins, trash cans, that's a definitely a telltale story. <laughs> because we know once we, because every now and then we'll pass by there. It's in the Sunnyside area, so we pass by there. And um, we had to get additional trash cans to fill all of the trash that the guests leave. <laughs> Even when they say they're not having a party, quote unquote party, uh, you know, they still, whoever's there or they're, you know, they're having fun or whatever, um, respectfully mm-hmm. uh, to the neighbors and neighborhood. Um, but the trash cans are always full. So now we have, what, three mm-hmm. um, gray trash cans and two recycle trash cans and then one green mm-hmm. trash can. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes there's additional bags laying in the backyard um, <laughs> full on the side of the gate, ready to be thrown once other ones are dumped. 
It's crazy. Hey, <laughs> that's the career we've chosen, though. Yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> so with that, we are going to go to our next commercial break, and stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house that built me. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we have Darren and Cam Wade of Keller Williams Fresno here in the studio with us. And we've been talking about uh, Airbnbs. So what are some of, uh, what, what should a buyer look for who wants to turn a property into an Airbnb? Or better put, a short-term rental facility facility is that the, even the right word short-term rental okay short-term rental yeah <laughs> str for str short. for short um so locally um one of the <clears throat> things to look for is um uh, amenities we notice that pools uh uh do bring a lot of reservations. So if a property has a pool, um, that's a plus. Um, a, a big yard um, where people can hang out, that's a big plus. Not too uh, many people, though. Yeah, not too many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then definitely in a safe neighborhood, um, maybe a neighborhood that has a park, that's always nice because we do get a lot of families in town that are going to visit the <clears throat> parks. And they like to ha- have some fun while they're here. Um, uh, some communities to stay away from is probably gated communities because in the um, rules, it might be stated that a short-term rental is not allowed. Um, so definitely stay away from that. Um, stay away from a property that might have a lot of neighbors in the back um, because that's just more people that could have problems with your guests that are in the backyard, maybe mm-hmm. you know making some noise or um, having some fun. So um, location is important and amenities. The more amenities available, the better. Mm-hmm. All right. And real quick, before shelter in place, being near the airport, I think, was really important for people that were flying in yes. and flying out of places and going to those national parks. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we did lose um, most of our reservations from uh, people that were coming in from Europe and different countries because we they come here specifically just to visit the parks. But like National Darren's, parks. yeah. But like Darren said, um, being near the airport is a plus as well. Interesting. Um, do the tenants that I don't know if you would call them a tenant? Guess. Guess. Yes. Oh, okay. There, <laughs> there's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Another level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how have the guests been impacted because of COVID? In the, uh, I mean, they're a little more fearful of how do they know that the place has been cleaned and sanitized? Yes. So they, um, we, so Airbnb specifically and VRBO as well, they put out a set of guidelines that net needed to be met for cleaning. Um, so what we did was we went over all of those rules with our cleaners and said, you know, when you're in the, in the property cleaning, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear gloves. Um, the chemicals that we use are commercial grade chemicals so they sanitize disinfect um, we make sure to cover um, 
All of the tra high traffic areas are cleaned between every reservation. Um, and if we followed those rules, we didn't have to have gaps in between our reservations. So um, if the cell, if the host didn't follow the rules, they would have to keep 24 to 48 hour gaps between reservations. But because we meet the guidelines, um, the cleaning guidelines, and we're able to go from one reservation to another in the same day. Wow. Um, let's go more into the amenities. Mm -hmm. So people are looking for location close mm -hmm. to the airport, close to transportation, mm -hmm. maybe hospitals, because I would think some people want to be close to their loved one in the hospital. Oh, right. That We did reach out to uh, the local hospitals and did let, let them know that if Terry's house or um, if one of their, you know, you know, Community Hospital has Terry's house, but other hospitals as well. If they needed us to um, host their their patients' families, that we would definitely be available for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, we did uh, let Airbnb know that if there were any displaced families from the fires um, or you know any situation that were they were going through because of COVID, that we would be available for that as well. So Airbnb, you just sign up for that, and then Airbnb is aware that this go guest, or I'm sorry, this host will take on those reservations. When available, of course. Mm -hmm. When available, yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been booked up, I think, over 80% since yes. we started a year ago. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. 80%. Over 80%. Well, that well, was the lowest month. Um, Since April to September. October. No, October, we were 100% occupancy. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing because many, uh, not that long ago, let's say 10, 20 years ago, um, it was a given that as you were analyzing or putting the pencil to whether or not a rental was worthwhile, mm -hmm. um, you had to figure a 10% vacancy rate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that's with long-term tenants. That's mm -hmm. with tenants that might be there for two years, five years. Mm -hmm. uh, still had to figure that because you might have a two or three month gap in between mm -hmm. now you guys are almost at a hundred percent with short-term renters renters yeah. strs yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, i'm i'm seeing a lot of people turning their um, rentals into short-term rentals and not to get you know controversial but it, i think one of the reasons is because in california because of the tenant landlord rules some tenants may not want to or i'm sorry some landlords may not want to deal with that um so they just turn it into short-term rentals so they don't have to deal with those issues of eviction or non-payment of rent and things like that mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about non-payment of rent mm -hmm. so uh, with a uh, airbnb mm -hmm. so i take it you collect all the money in advance um airbnb collects the money in mm. advance and then when the re 24 hours after the reservation starts is when the host gets paid out okay so somebody who's going to rent one mm -hmm. um if they're going to stay for six weeks, mm -hmm. they got to pay the six weeks in advance? Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yes. And it's, you know, paid via credit card. Um, so there's no checks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing to bounce. <laughs> Nothing to bounce. <laughs> okay. Give us some of the do's and the don'ts. Um, 
So do make sure that your rules are clearly stated in your listing. Um, do make sure that you ask for reviews at the end of every reservation. So that way, you know, you can continue to stay on the top of Airbnb's options for reservations. Um, don't, uh, don't be loose on your rules because that's when problems start to happen. And sometimes, you know, you want, you try to look at the good in people, but sometimes guests do take advantage. If you give them an inch, they'll take mm. the whole mile. Um, so, um, what else? I would say don't, Man, I would say, or I would say, do ask additional questions, mm-hmm. right? Um, before shelter in place, we wouldn't allow, um, or I don't know if we could say it like that, but um, we people that were local trying to rent um, our the Airbnb um, was probably there for no good reason, right? Um, but once shelter in place happened, that kind of flipped, right? Cause we before shelter in place, we used to get everybody from out of town, right? And then um, once shelter in place happened, it was more people that was local. Mm-hmm. Uh, than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, ask additional questions as to why they want to come there. And, you know, if you live down the street or, you know, in the same city, why do you want to stay there? Yes. Well, because they have a 14-day quarantine period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd rather quarantine in your place, place. than their place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And we did get a lot of those reservations where, you know, they just said, we've been in the house with the kids. This is getting really tough on us. We just want to go somewhere else where we have a change of scenery mm-hmm. and where we can walk out and just get in a pool. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. really helped. Yeah. Okay, 15 seconds or less. Darren, give us your best real estate advice. My best real estate advice would be to, I would say talk to, talk to consult with a, a realtor um, before. Don't do, um, don't sell on your own. Um, don't be yeah. a FISBO, right? Because right now, the changing market, it may seem like it may be easy, quote unquote, easy to sell a home, but there's a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of things um, that happen in between um, listing a home and selling a home. Uh, real estate is a very situational um, transaction, and you never know what's going to happen this way or that way. And so having an experienced realtor will um, give you the best options. All right, Cam. Uh, Same thing, hire a professional and uh, make sure you do a buyer's consultation with your realtor prior to looking at homes so you know what to expect when you're out there. Communication. uh, Yeah. Big time. Big time. All right. (laughs) Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your knowledge. And hey, I know a thing or two more now about Airbnbs. Which I didn't know much starting out here today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And thank you to all our listeners. And uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Don, for having us. If you're a 